we've talked a lot on this show about AI. And specifically, we had a conversation very recently about how AI could potentially play a role in healthcare and help streamline certain practices, maybe even help with diagnoses of relatively simple health concerns, definitely make more efficient some of the paperwork that a lot of physicians have to deal with, sort of the business end of things. But could it actually replace some of the role of physicians when it comes to crucial bedside manner? We're going to get into this conversation and see what that could potentially look like and what that research suggests uh, with our guest, who's an academic physician, educator, and chair of critical care at Western University and London Health Sciences Center. Dr. Wael Hadera is joining the show. Dr. Hadera, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I, I think that the article that you've written for the Globe and Mail and the research that you've conducted behind this is so interesting. Tell us a little bit about the perspective that you're coming from, because you are uh, you're someone who works in an ICU. So can you explain a little bit about that role between a physician and a patient in such a critical and high stress environment? Sure. No, thank you. So, uh, you know, the, the, the article was about a, uh, some work that was done, uh, published in a journal called JAMA recently. It's a fairly well-known journal. And the researchers wanted to, to ask this exact question that you're asking, which is, can, um, can an AI chatbot sound better or provide better responses to questions, to medical questions than real physicians? So they couldn't really do the study that they wanted to do, which is, which is a real-life study with real patients in clinics and, and in hospitals. Um, so they went to Reddit. There is a thread on Reddit called Ask Docs or Ask Doctors, I think, where people ask questions and the moderators make sure that the people that are responding are actually physicians. And they took those answers to some of those questions. They generated answers by ChatGPT, and then they had a panel of experts, physicians mostly, decide about the content and about the empathetic tone of the answers. And unfortunately, uh, the AI chatbot generated answers were three times rated as being three times as knowledgeable and about nine times as empathetic. Wow. Okay. Cringe, so even right? that, yeah, even that in and of itself, I mean, I think, I think with advancements in AI, it makes us all feel really defensive, you know, when we get to that place, I can't be replaced by AI, not in any way. And I don't think that this means that physicians will, and we're going to get into some of the details of that. What does empathy even really mean? What are some of the variables that played into that? But just take me to that moment. What was your initial reaction when you found that patients or people on Reddit were finding that AI was more empathetic than a physician? Yeah, no, it was very um, confusing, uh, to say the least, because I had just, it just so happened that I'd come off a week of service in the ICU, and uh, you can appreciate it's a very intense environment. Um, approximately a quarter of patients that come into the ICU die, you know, so now 75% survive, but, um, but when you're on for a week, that's a lot of people dying. That's a lot of counseling, a lot of grief. And we like to think that we do a good job of helping families through those last days that are very intense and very distressing. And so to kind of walk away from a week on, on service like that and then see a study like this that says the profession as a whole doesn't do a very good job, you know, is, um, is disappointing. 
Well, it, I think, does and maybe doesn't suggest that, really, when you start to kind of break this down. Uh, but I do appreciate you sharing that, you know, I think being a being a shoulder and being that emotional support for patients and, and certainly their families is a big pillar of being a physician in an environment like an ICU. And I think sometimes if you're not in the medical world, you sort of take that for granted. So I like that you're sort of painting that picture for us. But there are some variables that play into this research and some, some flaws within it. Can you touch on those? For sure. So this is a you know this is um, a set of answers to questions that are posed on Reddit. Um, there's no prior therapeutic relationship. There's no person-to-person contact. Um, people responding may very well be busy. They're not being paid for this, I don't think. Uh, and so they're just volunteering to provide answers. And they may feel that um, you know. An answer in terms of content is what people are looking for, but that there is some other medical practitioner out there who's going to provide the necessary supports in terms of emotional well-being and and walking people through the journey. Um, the assessment was done by another panel of physicians, and so whether that's really, you know, what what actual patients really feel is empathetic or not mm-hmm. is up for for debate. So there's a lot of limitations, but there are other studies that have noted a lack of empathy or a deterioration in empathy as people go through the medical training. Uh, people that apply to medical schools uh, usually score very high on empathy. And by the time they've done the medical training, uh, we've kind of sort of squeezed a lot of that out of them. Um, and I that's wonder if well that's, documented. I wonder if that's sort of a survival mechanism. I mean, ultimately, a physician, you know, with some incredible talent and and education, certainly an experience, uh, you know, is still ultimately a human being. And, you know, maybe that's, that's a way to protect your own emotional well-being is to sort of then if there's a lack of empathy, separate your emotions out of it to, to try to, you know, keep yourself okay. No, for sure. That's a very insightful observation. And I think that's, I mean, that is one of the explanations that's been advanced for why this happens is we're asking a lot of people. We are not necessarily providing a lot of supports. Things are getting more difficult. You know, physicians are not starving, uh, but people graduate with exorbitant levels of debt now. You know, an average medical student graduating from medical school has a debt the size of a small house. Um, and yet they are expected to kind of sort of carry that, pay that off, you know, um, build their own practice, attend to their patients. And I think at the end of the day, the, the, the thing that at the heart of empathy is this notion of investment and attention. And there are a lot of things that are eating away or gnawing away at both of those things. The ability to be invested in patients and the ability to be attentive too many competing things going on. It also, I think, highlights the fact that AI might already be in uh, in a place in its development that it's able to replicate human empathy. And I think we can sort of imagine what that might mean for replacing human relationships or, um, you know, or I don't know, serving serving some kind of good in certain situations and maybe having really negative effects in, in others. I tend to be pessimistic when it comes to AI and I'm trying not to be, but yeah, I'm wondering, yeah. I, I'm wondering, like, I, this doesn't seem like an area of healthcare that it would ever be responsible to shirk off to AI. I mean, I can't imagine a patient in an ICU situation then, you know, being told to chat with a, an AI in some form and that's your patient physician conversation. I mean, I don't see that this is something that's going to continue or, or will it? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, again, that's that's. I think that's a great observation. Um, I actually, after the, the piece came out in the Globe, I had a conversation with one of my colleagues, who's um, a wonderful human being, and the chief of psychiatry here, and um, and she had a different take on it. You know, her take on it was that what are we comparing AI to? If we're comparing a chatbot to nothing, and so here's someone with mental health crises who has two options either nothing or uh, a chatbot type um, engine that that is rooted in uh, in fact physician answers and responses and behaviors and whatnot and that's a stopgap measure until they can get definitive better help from a real human being then why not you know um, and there you know the access crisis for people with mental health issues is um, is really getting out of hand so so the really the question is what is the place of this thing is it an aid is it a, uh, a measure to help those who have nothing or is it the ideal that we strive towards it can't be the last yeah I think you make a really great point and I think if it's to replace nothing it's the better option but I suppose what's worrisome is if it's to replace a physician I mean we certainly don't want to see a future where that's going to be where that's going to be the case with healthcare under so much stress in this entire country I mean you don't want us to keep continue to go down that road no for sure and I mean I think uh, as I was waiting on the on, uh, on the phone here I heard a news item about uh, private health care you know so this is where human agency comes in for each of us as citizens uh, to have the conversations we need to have about our system of health care you know and the emphasis here is on care you know the healthcare system is a reflection of who we are as a society and and I think if we're invested in in having those conversations and we push our regulatory bodies to comply with best practices, then I think AI will have its place. If we back off, if we're lackadaisical about it, if we just sort of let things happen organically, then it'll probably not end up being a great story. Well, we will likely see very soon. It's developing rapidly. This research is so interesting. And Dr. Hedera, thank you so much for explaining it and for making the time this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Of course. That's Dr. Wael Hadera, academic physician, educator, and chair of critical care at Western University and London Health Sciences Centre, conducted some research trying to find out if an AI chatbot was more or less empathetic in a test group than human physicians. And the results ultimately showed that the AI, at least perceived by the people that were asking it questions, was more empathetic, three times as empathetic as a human physician.